0: you 've joined us for this episode of Anabaptist Perspectives. I'm here in York, Pennsylvania, with Clayton Shank and you've started a school here in the city of York, Pennsylvania. and uh, I think there's also a church you've been heavily involved with for the last while. Can you just start by telling us some about this city? What unique aspects does it have? What makes this city really tick?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, York, like many other inner city, uh, inland cities, mm. are, is a dying city. That is, oh. it's declining in population. Uh, your cities like the port cities, New York and mm. Philadelphia, are growing. Mm-hmm. But cities that have space to expand and, and build outside the city, mm-hmm. uh, it, they're mushrooming out there, the urban flight. Yeah. Uh, now, mm. some of that is re. re newing itself, and they're coming back, and there's the movement to try to rebuild the downtowns. But at one point, York had 60,000 people, and today there are 43,000 people. And so, Caterpillar, Alice Chalmers, Mac, all of those manufacturing jobs have more or less disappeared. Harley-Davidson's still here, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the manufacturing jobs have left York. Uh, So, that's sort of an overview quickly. Okay, so tell me about, like, how long have you lived here, um, when did
0: you move, and, and why, okay. did,
1: why did you come? So in the uh, early 80s, when I, I was born in 60, so mm-hmm. 80 I was 20 years old, and I wanted to do V.S. somewhere, I wanted to mm-hmm. uh, figure out how to uh, serve the Lord, and I volunteered my time, actually, at the Lancaster radio station. Uh, it's not called really? WJTL, but back then it was WPTG, and I served my nine months of V.S., Mm-hmm. as an evening board operator. And I had hmm. a program there, a children's good night program. I played the Moody stories. No uh, kidding. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. One of the stories I played was Dwight Moody's uh, story. And, and when he <clears throat> became a Christian, he wanted to, to teach Sunday school class. They didn't have a Sunday school class for him. So he said, well, if you let me find the boys... Mm-hmm. Will you give me a, a room? And they agreed. So eventually, he had four rows that he rented and he had mm-hmm. filled up with boys, and he had a, his own boys' school or boys' Sunday school. Mm-hmm. So uh, they had two weeks of summer Bible school here, and my girlfriend, now my wife, was one of the Bible school teachers. Mm-hmm. And Monday night was my night off from the radio, and so I came along with her, and she had no scholars, uh, fourth grade. Nobody showed up that night. Hmm. So she said, Oh, should I just, should we let's go to the adult class? I said, so No, let's do what Dwight Moody did. And so we went down the streets and went around. Are you in fourth grade? 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 <laughs> <laughs> and so we, uh, by the end of the two weeks, she had the biggest class. She had 12 fourth graders. And they said, We got to get that guy here. <laughs> and so they uh, they started. Hounding me, like, will you come to York? Come to York? Come to, your? and I like they don't realize all I was doing was what I learned from somebody else. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not very original in many things. I <laughs> I hear from other people and I say, well, I just did what they Moody did. So uh, that was July, and then I started coming the first Sunday in February of '83. So mm-hmm. I, I agreed to come uh, for one year, actually. They asked, "Will you come for six months? Just just come for six months." So mm-hmm. that's all I agreed to was six months. I've been here for t- 35 years now.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there was an existing ministry here that you were able to plug into. That's correct.
1: Okay. Yeah. okay. So Tiny's Peace Mennonite Church started in '54. Oh 1954 wow! '54 was the first. Uh, they had had two years of Sunday summer, like uh, Sunday school in the mm. afternoons. Mm-hmm. for two years, and then in 54 they had their first uh, official service. Okay. And so I wasn't born yet. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm actually the fourth pastor. Uh, mm-hmm. So <clears throat> there was a number of men who came before me, and so I was picking up a ministry that was already mm-hmm. already gone, and I came as a Sunday school teacher, and then summer Bible school superintendent, and mm-hmm. when they talked about ordination, I was ordained pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, So we were, I I started coming February of 83, and I, um, we were married December of 83. So Mm -hmm. we've been here all our married life, but we didn't move in. We were living in Lancaster County. We moved in uh, on my birthday of 85, June 28 of
0: 85. You've you've been here a while then? Yeah. That's that's really neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is right here in the school that, did you help start this school then? Was this here already?
1: Yeah, so the the uh church was up the street mm-hmm. the church building was there and this was a uh, building that was a, a handicap a daycare center for handicapped adults mm-hmm. sort of like friendship community over in lancaster where you mm-hmm. take care of uh special needs adults well they had an open house and i came through and i said if if you ever uh want to sell mm-hmm. i'd like to have a school someday i'd like to start a school uh, Jay Fox from Reading was encouraging us to get a school sure. started and telling us the advantages of a school. And so, um, he called me one day and he said, hey, we're going to move out. Uh, you, you may assume the mortgage. Just take over the mortgage and you can have the building, $70,000. Wow. And I said, well, that's it's very kind of you, but uh, we're not going to go in debt. We're just not going to go in debt. And so, um, we'll have to pass up the offer. Well, a year and a half later, he called and said, my uh, tax accountant tells me I can give you the uh, building at half price, and so give me thirty or thirty-five thousand, you can have it. And I said, "Do I get to choose which one of those two? <laughs> he said, "Of course." You know, I said, "Well, that's very kind and generous, but um, no, we're not going to go in debt, and so I, I can't take it." So then, um, in in uh, July of of ninety-four. Uh, well, before that, we decided that by July 1st, mm. if we have $5,000 in a, a fund for the school, and we have three students and one teacher, we'll start this year. But July 1st is the day, is the wow. year that we're going we're to start. So that was sort of the fleece. You know, mm. those three things, by July 1st. July 1st, we had no money, no teachers, no students. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, forget that. Well, on July 3rd, the, he called back, and he said, I don't want that building for one more year. It's a headache. Mm. You may have it. Just take it. If you if you pay closing costs, you may Whoa. have the building. I said I'm very very interested. <laughs> That's the deal. Whoa! And so, praise God, right? We got the building now.
0: And here you are today.
1: But what's interesting? I did is, not know that. Uh, just because somebody offers you something free doesn't mm. mean it's cheap. Yeah. And so it took till October for the congregation to accept the building. And to say, oh, yes, okay, well, we'll, wow. we'll take it. The, the timing was so critical because we had said July 1st, if, if we have these things ready, and he called July 3rd. Now, if he had called two days before July, uh, June 28th, mm. I would have pushed really hard. I was like, oh, you know, we got a building. Got, yeah. And, but God wanted us to wait. And so we opened um, in, in the beginning of 95. Okay. And so uh, here we are. We had five students, mm-hmm. and we... Rearranged the building had to cover up all the asbestos and all the stuff mm. to make it a school building. Mm. And then God uh, continued to provide we, um, the building next door. The lady, as soon as she found out we were having a school, she's like, All right, I'm moving out. There's no way I'm going to be beside a school. Forget it. Hmm. Uh, but she didn't. She, she still stayed here. And uh, when she died, her lawyer called me and said, in, your, in her will, she has given you first right of refusal, and so you may buy the building for 25. And I said, well, uh, we're, again, we're not going in debt. We're not mm. going to go into debt. And so uh, it went up for sheriff sale eventually, tax bill and stuff. And the congregation had, had told me, you may, you may go $10,000, we have that money on hand, you can go up to 10,000, no more. And the, the, the bank that forced it into sheriff sale Bid the cost of the sheriff, uh, eight hundred and fifty-nine dollars or whatever, and so I said, thousand. She's right away. I said ten thousand. Well, then I couldn't do anything, right? Ten thousand. <laughs> she went up to ten thousand. I, I was done. So, um, <laughs> so I, after the meeting was over, I sheriff's. So I went right up to her. I said, hey, I really want that building, but I, I, ten thousand was all I could do. I couldn't go any higher. And she said, well, uh, here's the number, call this person. So mm-hmm. somebody down in Texas, I got him on the phone I said, I really want that building. Uh, I'm authorized to give you 10000 Is there any way you can sell it to me for 10000 And she said, can't you do fifteen? I said, oh, it'll take an act of Congress. I got to get back through it. I got <laughs> to do congregational. <laughs> all this, you know, it's just like, yeah, you know, she said, all right, take it for ten. No 10, kidding. Right? So, and
0: that's how you, and now you, that's... Housing for your teachers. That's where now. the guys stay. The guys' yeah. house. And you guys across
1: teachers. the street, we got that one for six thousand for the for the wow. teachers. We got another one for a dollar, and so you know, God is, God is just really good. And so huh. we have this little um, enclave. You know, mm-hmm. we have a church building, a school building. Three houses, my son owns a house on the block that 's that 's
0: really, really neat uh, it's, it's like uh, it 's a, a phrase I had when I was talking to Patrick Matthews in another interview we mm-hmm. did there in chambersburg um, it 's like a little embassy of light mm-hmm. you know, right here you know where you where you've set aside a place um, for god 's kingdom that 's really cool. one question I had too was like, how has this neighborhood received you i 'm sure it 's been a, a progression you 've been here for quite a while, but yeah, talk about that a little well.
1: More. You're, you're always going to have some who are just real happy to see you mm-hmm. and some are like what, what's going on here you know mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> one of the uh, I was at a uh, minister's conference out in Michigan mm-hmm. and the speaker was encouraging us to serve the, the Bible says if you want to be servant of all if you want to be great in God's kingdom learn to be mm-hmm. servant of all and so the way he encouraged us to do that is to go to the mayor if you can serve the mayor you you mm-hmm. serve the whole city mm-hmm. and so Go directly to the mayor and say, how can we serve you? And mm-hmm. then, then you, you have served the whole city. You've served mm-hmm. all. And so I uh, contacted our mayor at that time, and I said, what can we do to serve you? And he said, mm-hmm. well, here's the name of our parks department. Okay. So, uh, so I called Alan, and he said, well, I'll get you in charge of Casey. Casey will take care of it." Mm-hmm. So Casey said, well, we have a, a park fence that needs painted. Will you paint the fence? Sure. And he came back, what can we do next? Well, there's a pavilion there. Um, one of the pavilions of the park has a lot of graffiti. Could you cover up the graffiti? Sure. So they wow. provided the paint. We did the labor. And we did whatever projects they asked us to do. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> one day there was a, a group of homeschoolers coming over from Lancaster. We mm-hmm. said, we want to serve the city. What can we do? And I called Casey. And she said, well, there's this one railroad bed. It's terrible, full of trash. If you could just clean it up. So we got uh, 30, 40 bags of trash out of there. Hmm. And uh, so... We uh, got this idea, you know, there's probably other places in the city that have trash too. Mm-hmm. And so we started the trash mm-hmm. And we would go and pick up trash and see how much... We, the first year, I think, we got uh, 1,100 pounds of trash or something like that. Wow. And uh, <clears throat> so we, we started getting sponsors. You know, we use sponsors so much per ton of trash. And the city provided oh. the trash truck, uh, so it didn't <laughs> cost us anything. We'd uh-huh. have to go buy some, some bags. And then uh, people, we would see these uh, vacant lots, and anytime you have a vacant lot, people start putting trash on there. Mm-hmm. And so we'd, we'd go and attack a, a place that was um, years of trash. Uh, wow! And we'd go and this house is empty, and we'd go get the backyard and clean it up. We, they're hard to find anymore. Those places that have that really? trash, because year after year after year. Yeah, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're out, to, we want trash, we want tonnage, <laughs> you know, tonnage. Um, so this past year, we picked up 24 tons of trash. 24? Three hours, Whoa. three hours' time. Three, right. How many people did you have? So about 150 people. See, now that is just
0: amazing. Like, wouldn't that be so cool to see that happening all across mm-hmm. America in different cities where churches is like, hey, we're going to serve this city. Mm-hmm. And something mm-hmm. like that is so tangible and so real. Like, I mean, who wouldn't want you cleaning up a city, literally, like, Taking trash—that
1: is really neat. So that yeah. so the neighbors really like us, right? Yeah, In that yeah. regard, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we have we're cleaning up the trash, or we're, we're going out here and we're getting things. And they're like, "Oh, this is wonderful, wonderful. We yeah. like we like science, peace." So uh, another another illustration would be, you know, there's there's lots of people who are happy for us here. Or, you know, the block's better, it's more stable, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our our mayor a few mayors back. Was um, passed an ordinance for um, you could not discriminate on the basis of homosexuality, right? Mm-hmm. In, in housing, if you're going to rent to to somebody, you can't discriminate age, gender, you know, race, all that, or sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we published a tract called "What Does God Say About Homosexuality?" Mm-hmm. and it was just Bible verses, no commentary, just scripture. Mm-hmm. And so we printed up. Um, I forget. Twelve thousand, mm-hmm. and we went door to door and just handed out all the uh, across the city well we had a number on there and we had 58 phone calls very very angry phone mm-hmm. calls uh people who were were upset that we would even dare mm-hmm. to address that issue uh, mm-hmm. so we said well let's follow that up that's let's, let's finish that with the idea of what does God say about adultery and fornication and immorality. Mm. And we printed 14,000 of those because we ran out, All right, mm. We didn't get the whole city covered. So we went across the city with uh, what does God say about adultery. We got three phone calls, right? So there was way, way more people involved with, mm. uh, with immorality and, and adultery, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a political issue. Uh, the, the homosexuality was political. And so there are still people who see us and hold that against mm. us. And, you know, when you begin to speak up the truth, uh, you know, there's yeah. people who don't come to our school anymore because, uh, you know, divorce and remarriage. And, we, and mm. what we, mm. you know, the position that the Bible takes on that. And so, um, you know, there are, there are mm-hmm. some who, your, your question was how did we get received, right? Yeah. As long yeah. as we just smile and we're happy and we're mm-hmm. cleaning up the neighborhood and we're having uh, parties and uh, block parties and, and those kind of things. Um, everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. But when we begin to uh, preach on the street corners and do uh, tract distributions and those mm-hmm. kind of things, uh, not everybody's happy.
0: Yeah, you're, you're, for, you're forcing them to confront um, what does the Bible say and, okay, so the Bible says this, I have to deal with that and I think sometimes people don't like it. That's right. They would just be, I'd rather just live my life mm-hmm. and
1: not have to face these things, just ignore them. We, we wanted to build a um, French drain in our mm-hmm. yard and put it there between the church and the school, or between the church and our house, we put it in a parking lot. So we were building this French drain to drain it off. And uh, we had 28 neighborhood children that were helping to do move the, the dirt. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a neighbor about five houses down that wanted to put it in a swimming pool. So they wanted all of our dirt to level off to make a swimming pool for mm-hmm. their backyard. So, wheelbarrows, uh, uh, skateboards, five gallon buckets, these children are all moving this dirt down there. <laughs> they were having mm-hmm. a fun time. So, one of the children said, Hey, um, I got to go, I got to call home, I got to let my mom know, wh- where should I tell mom I'm at? And another child said, tell them you're at Mary Lost Park. <laughs> so that was my wife. That was the first one to do it, that that's what they called our yard. We had, we had a little bit of a, a play area for our children, a uh, jungle gym, and, and uh-huh. so they could climb on that, and they called it Mary Lost Park. <laughs> so, that's pretty um, cool. So oh, there wow. was, you know, some of that goes mm-hmm. on nicely. Mm-hmm.
0: So tell us about the different ways that you've been able to engage with this city. You've already went into some of those, but what are some projects you've done? And especially, um, how were they received? Um, maybe difficulties you might have had. How, how did you overcome these? You know, especially since you have so
1: much experience. You,
0: you, yeah. have, you have been here a while, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, go into some of that.
1: Well, <clears throat> one of the things that we have in the city is tremendous fear of criminals. Hmm. So... Uh, um, when, when something goes wrong, nobody wants to be a snitch. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to, to tell. We don't go out of the way to, to inform people, we, but we don't lie. Mm-hmm. And so when a police officer said, did you see something? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, don't say that, don't say that. Don't, mm-hmm. you know. uh, and so I think one of the uh, things that we have, uh, just as a good citizen, just as somebody who prays for the peace of the city, uh, we recognize that they are ministers of good. And so we're mm-hmm. going to inform the police if we see something or if we know something. We're not going mm-hmm. to uh, hide that information like most many of the citizens around us do. We had across the street uh, fire. Uh, it didn't uh, affect our houses, but the ones right, between, right next door to us mm-hmm. affected it. And then um, I read in the newspaper next day that the... Uh, fire marshal role at arson. Mm. And so I looked at our security cameras and you could see the the three teenagers going into the house next door, the yard next door, mm-hmm. and leaving. And about five minutes later, the fire truck's coming. And so I said, I called the police and I said, I uh, might have some information you would like to see mm-hmm. on our security cameras. And they said, yes, yes. And so <laughs> I saw this. Well, um there would be people who would argue that if you're taking the side of the police or you're helping the police, that you're building walls and barriers against the criminals. Right? Those criminals now uh, look at us as, oh boy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the landowners, the, the people who own those houses, who their mm-hmm. lives were destroyed because of the arson, uh, we, we tore down some walls by helping the police on that one. Mm-hmm. Right? And so. Which side are you gonna be on? And mm-hmm. um, if, the, if they have a job to do, and, and righteous people don't help them with their job, mm-hmm. if we can. So that'd be one area we had mm-hmm. gone. When, when they put that in the newspaper, the picture, one frame of these three guys walking, it was very obvious it was our house. It was It was mm-hmm. the teacher's house, it was the girl's house, it was their car. And so anybody who knows the neighborhood could know Mm-hmm. Who, who was working with the police on that one. Mm-hmm. That was Wednesday morning that was put out and they're asking anybody who knows these guys, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> Thursday night Bible school, we had a couple of the children who were acting rowdy. And so two of our staff members walked this child home. Mm-hmm. And as they walked, uh, they, they delivered the child and they were coming back to the school. They met three young men perpendicularly. Uh, and they, they passed them. And about 25 feet beyond that, they turned around and shot at them.
0: Mm. And
1: one, the girl got uh, three holes in her dress, right? Wow. And so uh, the police, like, oh, it had nothing to do. Nothing to do with, uh, <laughs> with the e-reporting. Uh, nothing uh-huh. to do, yeah, it's like, well, I don't believe that, right? But, am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we were at prison next week, next uh, week later. And I was, uh, as soon as I walked in, the guy's like, Oh, you're the guys with the, the camera. You're the guys <laughs> that, uh, well, thank you. That was my brother's house, to burn, right? Wow. And so he was grateful for it. Well, I said, well, I have a question for you. Was that right for us as a church to have cameras? Because all mm-hmm. of a sudden there was this debate, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, no, 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 you shouldn't have had cameras. Uh, oh, well, then. You and so the prisoners mm-hmm. themselves were, so like, yeah, you should have. Interesting. An yeah, no. uh-huh. And so I said, well, <clears throat> um, if it's right for us to have cameras, was it right for us to call the police? No no. no, 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 Pretty well Universal, except for this one whose brother was house burned. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was on our side the whole way, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I, I said, well, if we could have, most of them agree we could have cameras, but we shouldn't have called the police. I said, mm-hmm. well, then what do we do with that information, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you should have called, you should have gone and talked to the guys. You should have just, but mm-hmm. I said, I don't know who they were, right? I, I didn't know who they were. What was I supposed to do? Well, then I said, I'll tell you another interesting part of this. I told mm-hmm. the prisoners. That these about this two staff members getting shot at and, and mm-hmm. the girl. And they almost came out of their seats, the whole thing. I was like, you need to run. you got to get out <laughs> of town, man. You're, you're high. Your day is up. You're, you go. Really? <laughs> and I said, but why? Greater is he that is in me than he mm-hmm. is in the world, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing going to happen to us unless God says, okay, I'm going to lift a hedge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so why do we run, right? We're as secure as can be here. Is it dangerous? Yes. Have we been shot at? Yes. (laughs) One -hmm. day, I came into school, and uh, I'm coming to the back door through the gym, and my teachers come running into the gym. They're shooting at us. They're shooting at us. Well, somebody shot three holes in our front window, and Mm -hmm. uh, that particular, like in six months, we had 29 gun incidences in this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, it gets scary. Yeah, there's times. Yeah, you think about it. You have children. But we have to remember the the hedge of protection and, and the, the Job, nothing could happen to Job unless God lifted the hedge. And, yeah. and, and so you're safe and you're guarded and you're protected and mm-hmm. you want to keep that there.
0: I think that's, that's important to remember because, well, because one question I have then, like, what encouragements do you have for people watching this who may want to get involved in their own city or, or maybe move to a ministry in the city? Obviously, fear plays into a lot of this. You know, people are scared of some of the things that happen in cities. Yeah, what would you say to encourage them? Well, uh, listen to the
1: pineapple story series. Okay, okay, <laughs> we'll put a link to that. Yeah, yeah that's that's because a good point. Mm-hmm. Otto Coning, uh, what a powerful, powerful testimony. Mm. Of he was over there with the headhunters. He was over there with the rattlesnakes and the poisonous whatever's. And nothing can happen to us. Uh, and Job, read the book of Job. I mean, mm-hmm. it just, it's a powerful house. One day I said, God, would you just show your power? I, I was laying in bed I woke up. and I Just show your power. Lift the head just a little bit just so I can see your power. It was a stupid prayer. Never pray. Never no, no, no <laughs> Don't do that. You
0: know, At
1: night my son trips and falls and we had to go to the hospital. Right? Wow. So, no, don't. No. Now I pray, dear God, make it higher make yeah. it wider. Yeah. You know. But... Otto was such an encouragement to me uh, to, to recognize that I am safe when I'm mm-hmm. in the midst of God's will. And wherever mm-hmm. I'm at, there's nothing mm-hmm. going to harm me. There's nothing going to get me. But yet there's so many times when I look back, so many times being here in this city where I see God's power, God's mm-hmm. protection, God's way. And I could go a long, long time telling you about many, many stories of God's protection. Mm-hmm. And, and I have hundreds of stories I don't even know about. Because Mm -hmm. I don't even know how many times God protected me. I wasn't aware of it. Thanks for sharing those stories. Thank you for having the opportunity.
0: Yeah, and for all the time you've put in here, and also I think the inspiration you've been to so many people. I know there's been a lot of volunteers come through here, Mm -hmm. serving at your school and your church, what you're doing here. I, I think that's really powerful. really want these stories to get out there. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. information about Anabaptist Perspectives, to read our blog, to donate, and to see videos of the conversations you hear on this podcast, visit AnabaptistPerspectives.org. We'd love to hear from our audience, so leave your feedback in the comments for this podcast, or send us a message through our Facebook page. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Anabaptist Perspectives.